Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Hello and welcome to You Beauty, Mamma Mia's podcast for your face. Guess who's here? I'm Shazzy Hunt. I'm back. Shazzy's back. Back again. And I'm Kelly McCarran. Technically, we're not in the studio because it is a public holiday. And we're all enjoying our nice days off and listening to the podcast as well. Yes, you can do both at once. Do you have a good long weekend? Or what have you got planned, I should say? Let's not try to pretend we're in the studio at the moment. Look, it's always kiddie-filled. I have no exact intentions, but I can guarantee there will be a playground involved. There will be cafes involved. There will be early nights on the couch involved. (laughs) Uh, Luke and I are brave or stupid enough to be attempting to take the baby to the Hunter Valley for a long weekend. Good on you. (gasps) So check in with me on Instagram. I'll either be like, oh, my God, it was fabulous. We are packing the snoo. Or I will be like, send help. (laughs) At least there's wine involved on that trip. Oh, exactly. I'm just going to get pissed the whole weekend. (laughs) Shazzy, what do we have coming up today? Well, we have two questions, as always, one of which is about silicones. You've probably seen them in your ingredient list. I've got silicone in my breasts, actually. (laughs) But before we get to that, Kelly kicks us off with our first question. Hi, ladies. I keep hearing you talk about hydrating and using mists, but what mists? I'm not sure where to start and what would suit my sensitive, slightly aging skin. Cheers, Nicole. Oh my goodness, what a great question. I was recently organizing my mists and they do come in so many different categories. Like a lot of them actually aren't hydrating. They're more like a tonic or something. Mm. So great question, Nicole. Nicole, welcome to the wonderful world of face mists. It's a magical place where liquids fuse with active ingredients and you spritz them away. Oh, yes. Mostly end up in hydration heaven Yes, other kinds of skincare heaven. But in all seriousness, mists are one of these funny ones. And I can understand why we've kind of skipped over it. But If you think about those absolute must-have skincare priority products, I'm talking about like your sunscreen or your cleanser, face mist fall more towards the bottom Mm. of the nice but necessary end of the list. And it's kind of like a boring step. Like I don't often get excited. I think it's exciting. No. How do you say that? Oh, yeah, I just don't care. See, I see them more as I'm like, oh, this is fun, but it's not actually as important. So, you know, what is a face mist? The name tells you it's a liquid. It gets spritzed on your face via spray or atomizer. And it's generally packed with hydrating or soothing or other ingredients that are geared towards a specific skincare concern. In its purest form, mists contain, you know, hydrating humectants and emollient ingredients that are nourishing enough to last throughout the day, but are also super light. And the thing about them is if you feel like it's wearing off, you can just go in again yes. and use it again. So I love the refreshing nature yes. of them. And that's the thing about them. They're kind of this skincare no bad. They can fit all over your skincare routine. They don't have like a set, this is the spot where you have to use them. So let's talk about it in the context of skincare routines, which is probably where you've heard Kelly and Lee banging on about it. So 
boosting absorption in your skincare routine is probably the primary reason. So if you think of like a sponge and how when a sponge is a bit wet, it'll absorb water much better than when it's starting off with dry. Things just tend to sit on the sponge if they're dry. Mm. So adding a mist before, say applying a face essence or a face mask is going to help it to work better and more effectively. The other way you can be thinking about adding a face mist into your skincare routine is all about increasing that skin hydration. So say if you're misting in between serum and moisturizer, what you'd be doing is you'd be using that mist to add more hydration on top of the product you've just used, then creating a layer, then adding your moisturizer on top. So we're just getting like layer upon layer of delicious, nourished, hydrated goodness. Yes. (laughs) For sensitive skin, and it's interesting that Nicole mentioned that she had sensitive skin. One of the really great uses for mists is to calm redness and irritations, Mm. but you've just kind of got to get that right basic, gentle, soothing formula. But it's a great one for really pulling the redness out and then obviously replacing it with a lot of hydration, which is what is lacking at that point. And a really good one to use throughout the day as well if you're prone to getting redness as the day goes on. The other thing about mists is that they can also up your makeup game. So you could actually use them to prime the skin as that final, final step before you move on to your makeup steps. And then you've got this really hydrated canvas to work with. Mm. And then you can use it again as the last step in your makeup routine. People that love mists, like I like mists and I use them because I sort of have to, but someone like Lee who's obsessed with a mist, she probably uses it the way you've just described, will go through like one bottle a week. Like... (gasps) Because I only use it once. I tend to use it after I've cleansed just so my skin is a little bit moist before I start applying other products. But like I touched on earlier, if you don't have a mist, just leave your skin a little bit wet. Mm. As for products, there are so many winners. My current fave is actually a hyaluronic one as well. It's Dermalogica Hyaluronic Ceramide Mist. And then if we're talking about sensitive skin like Nicole's, actually I do want to touch on, she mentioned she has sensitive skin first signs of ageing. For me, in terms of tackling ageing, face mists aren't going to do a lot. Keeping your skin hydrated is always going to be a good thing to minimise signs of ageing. For sensitive skin like Nicole's, some of the ones that I love are Mario Baduscu Facial Spray with Aloe Herbs and Rose Water. My friend Mario, I love him. I knew you'd love a little Mario. I thought I'd get in your good books. The Natio Refreshing Face Mist, that's a nice cheap one at $9.95. And actually, the other one you could look at is a Venal Thermal Spring Water. Oh, it's like a cult product, that one. It is. It's so beautiful. I keep mine in the fridge. Some people who are very technical might say, oh, that's a thermal water and not a face mist oh. because it doesn't have any of those other kind of hydrating elements or actives in it. But I think that counts. And I for agree. a sensitive skin, I think this mm. is a really good one to use. Our next question comes from Alice, who has asked, Hi, Lee and Kelly. Let's cross that out and say, Hi, Shazzy Hunt and Kel. I'm really confused about that word and other silicones in skincare. She's written... Dimethicone. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I've read that silicones give a nice texture and feeling to the skin, but that they can coat the skin, stopping other products from being absorbed. I try to pick products without silicones or that have them further down the ingredients list, but I am surprised by how many products have them as the second or third ingredient and question how much benefit a product can have if a high percentage of silicones are stopping other key or active ingredients from penetrating the skin. Trey confused, I'd so appreciate your advice. Thanks. And your show brings me so much joy. So lovely. And 
Can we clap for Alice's question? That is a good question. That is such a good question. Like when I first read that, I was like, oh, my God. Thanks, everyone, for giving me the hardest question possible (laughs) on my last fill-in for leave. Look, there are certain ingredients in the beauty world that come with some stigma and Alice's question is going straight into that fiery Mm. lion's den. So I guess we'll take a little step back and think about silicone and dimethicone, basically a heavier feeling silicone. And it's often found in a number of beauty products. If you flip around your product, you'll predominantly see it in makeup and in skincare. So first things first, it's absolutely safe. Let's get that out of the way. We wouldn't have it in products if it wasn't safe. So rule that one out. We will link to our Clean Beauty Spotlight episode that we did a few weeks ago, as I mentioned in that, I'm like, no one is trying to kill us. No. As long as you are buying your product in Australia from an Australian retailer, you don't need to worry that a product has an ingredient that is unsafe. Silicones, they are renowned for their occlusive properties. So what does that mean? It's actually just a fancy way of saying they form a barrier-like coating on the skin that's resistant to both water and air. So think of it like a breathable film. Now, the reason they're included in products is actually a little bit more varied than you think. You think, oh, yeah, it's just a film. That's why it's there. No. They make for much more easy, spreadable application. They obviously can leave a velvety smooth texture on the skin. You've probably felt that when you've used a product with silicone. It can temporarily leave the skin looking smooth and plump thanks to that film coating. The other thing is it's often part of a product's delivery system. So it's designed to help spread the product so that all the other active ingredients that are in that product can move around the face and be everywhere you want them to be. And I was reading actually that in some cases that the silicone is cleverly designed to even disintegrate afterwards. So it moves it and then it's like, I'm out of here. That's so interesting. I didn't know that. So where I'm going with all of this is that it's really too simplistic to just write off a product, look at the back and say, oh, silicone, not going to use it because there's so many different reasons for its inclusion. What Nicole asked was, how can a skincare product containing really useful active ingredients and silicone actually work if the silicone is forming this occlusive base that's going, hey, nothing's coming in here. (laughs) And the thing is, there's still permeability to the silicone. And the best analogy I heard for this was, think of it like a tea bag steeped in water. So get your cup of water, hot water, you've got your tea bag. Now, the bag itself is the silicone, right? And inside it is all the active ingredients. So you put that in the water. The tea bag is just this vessel to get all that active ingredient goodness burst out. And you've got your lovely cup of tea there. That being said, if you are a multi-skincare step routine kind of person, you know, I'm talking 10 steps, whatever, then there is an argument that maybe silicone-based skincare products aren't going to help you out here because they are going to form that film once they've been put onto the skin. So then say if you're trying to put another product on top, you've got this film absolutely stopping anything further for coming in. So I guess what I'm saying is if you are looking at using it maybe look at using it as a final product. And you know what? Maybe don't spend $300 on a product where silicon is like one of the first things in the ingredient Mm. list because there's nothing wrong with it, but if it's in skincare, it's kind of like a filler ingredient, I guess. So Mm. you want your active ingredients to be the highest up on the ingredient list. If that makes sense, I've probably just opened up another can of worms. (laughs) But you know what? That's next week's problem. (laughs) And that's Lee's problem because I'm out here. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us and thank you for listening to this episode of You Beauty. Thank you for filling in for Lee. My pleasure. I I love being substitute teacher. Oh, you are a really good substitute teacher. I feel like you 
I mean, I'd be the sort of substitute teacher that would just like put on the television. So I don't feel like I've just come in and put on the television. You have today. definitely not just put on the television. <laughs> you have given everyone a very good lesson. Now, if you have a question that you want answered next week or the week after that, please shoot us an email at youbeautyatmummy.com.au or call the pod phone on 0289999386. This episode was produced by Michaela Floriano. And if you want more Mamma Mia in your life, become a Mamma Mia subscriber. For as little as $5.75 a week, you'll get unlimited access to our articles, videos and podcasts. Plus, you'll be supporting Mamma Mia, the only women's media company in Australia. There's a link in the show notes. Shazzy will be back in your ears tomorrow for Ask an Expert and I will be in your ears on Thursday for an episode of Spotlight On. Bye. Bye.